As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. Alright, welcome back to Don V Fridays. We got a, a packed episode today. Whole lot of shit going on. We got Drift in the beard. How you living, Chief? Good man. Hokies just got the dubs, so couldn't be couldn't be any happier. Got you know, that dude. Mm-hmm. Beat Big Notre win. Dame Big ass win. again. Yeah, smoked beat the, the whole game. Beat the ass again. Shit wasn't even close. All that the one thing I don't like about college basketball is like it'd be like 13 seconds left in the game and a losing team be trying to coach their ass off. Like, you lost, man. It's yeah. over with. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Fouling and shit when they're down like eight points. Hey, all this nut-ass shit keeping motherfuckers up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on. over with. It's over with, Notre Dame. Like, that's that's it. That's it for them. Um, Hokies looking like they might sneak into that postseason, goddammit. Yep, yep. That'd be that'd be the NCAA he's no NIT, god damn it. Yes, sir. But uh but yeah, before we get into all of that, athletic greens, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that's top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals. Whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients help to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And color cast. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time, just like Clubhouse or the other platforms. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, um, especially all this NFL trade talk. MLB is is on and popping. So, yeah, hit up ColorCast. All you need to do is download ColorCast app for free. In the iOS app store, you can go notified when certain rooms go live. Uh, some people go live every day, you know. So follow certain rooms and come with your spiciest takes, man. And last but not least, Baron Ridge Tree Stands LLC. Uh, Baron Ridge has developed the first ever climbing pa- platform for saddle hunters and mobile hunters. 
weighing in under four pounds and only 12 inches wide by 14 inches long the ascent is perfect for long hikes to your site our climbing platform is astm certified and 100 made and manufactured in virginia the ascent can be folded to fit in your backpack or left set up to strap to your pack spend less time setting up and more time hunting with the ascent o2 get in the woods farther faster and quieter with the Barren Ridge Ascent O2. For more info, go to our website at barrenridgetreestands.com or follow us on Instagram at Barren Ridge Tree Stands for all my hunters out there. The NFL Combine has come and gone. Uh, our six Hokies, they all made it. They all showed up. Um... And we're gonna go, we're gonna take y'all right into it. Um yes, uh, before we get into our hokies, anybody impress you that wasn't a hokie? Any impressive workouts that you were impressed by? Um, I mean, despite I think Chris Olave's time being mm-hmm. what was it a, a tenth of a second off? Uh, I still four three he, nine official. Yeah, even that, even four three nine official is I think faster than I thought he was gonna run. So Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed with him and honestly, it was kind of, that was really it. Like I wasn't crazy impressed with anything. I feel like a lot of the times the NFL combine can focus on a lot of really stupid stuff. Like, uh, like Kenny Pickett's hand size. That was like all anybody talked about in the first like two days of the combine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just Chris Olave, I think a lot of players didn't really test in some areas, but that was really the only one that I kind of pulled out. What about you? Yeah, the combine ain't what it used to be. Like now, and especially the 40-yard dash, uh, of course, we as fans, we like to get sized by the 40 times. But now these dudes are, are training for 40s. Like pretty much when the season's over, they train for the shit. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's easy to get. I mean, I get sized by a 40 time if you're like big, like over 220, over 6'2". That's when I get sized up, like, oh shit, like he was moving. Jordan Davis ran like a four seven yeah. nine or four seven. Yeah, stuff like that to get me sized up. But like, a hundred eighty pound dude running four three at this point, at this development of these athletes, you should probably supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, um, it's a requirement. But, uh, if you're not, it's almost a requirement. Yeah. Garrett Wilson running four three eight and having a thirty six inch vert was crazy um yeah. olave's teammate but um both those yeah. receivers are gonna be some dogs in the nfl i think yeah both of them uh Derek stingley didn't do shit yeah lsu pro day is april 6th so expect some cookbooks expect some funny style numbers uh sauce gardner at 6-3 ran 4-4 so i think he pretty much solidified as the top corner of this draft anybody fucking with stingley's crazy bro yeah, so he's so, not even six foot. I'm pretty sure, or he, he's barely. Six he might feet. be six. He might be six feet even. Yeah, with some cleats but, on. With cleats, yeah, but, but hey, at this point, Brian, I don't know. That sounds like insurance fraud to me. Yeah, I just with Stingley, I think back to like Grant Delpit, and he had that like outstanding sophomore season, and then he had that terrible mm-hmm. junior year and his draft stock fell like it should. Uh, and he hasn't been right. the same since. Like, I feel like just because you put a year of great tape out there, doesn't mean that you're an outstanding player all the time. Like he's had two yeah. years of bad tape. I don't understand how his draft, his stock hasn't fallen. I don't understand these LSU niggas. Cause greedy Williams did the same thing. Yep. Um, greedy and Dale Pitt, they was on the same team. Like just, Okay dope freshman and sophomore years but bro like your career is you don't get to just you don't cash out after that year like you got to keep going mm-hmm. i mean dale pick got hurt i don't know what the fuck happened to greedy but uh they're both dale, on the browns they're both on the browns not doing shit i mean dale pick fighting injuries i don't know greedy might just be sorry though it'd be like that though yeah i think he is because the browns drafted greg newsome last year in the first round and he's been playing the most for the most part him and ward are the corners mm-hmm. All right, shout out to shout out to Greedy Williams though. Like he got that bag. Let's go on. Let's move on. 
Virginia Tech had boots on the ground or cleats in the turf, however you want to say it. Um, we had six guys there. We'll start with James Mitchell because James Mitchell didn't do anything, any drills or anything, but he weighed, he, he measured in at six foot four, 249 pounds. He has a 30, damn that 33 inch wingspan. Um, he got a, he got a draft grade of basically, uh, career backup special teamer. Um, what's your thoughts on, on James Mitchell's draft grade? Um, he, he came in injured, so we didn't expect him to do anything on the field. Yeah, kind of sucks because we don't really get to see. Like, I wish I, I wish he would have went last year because we would actually have an idea of where he would have been uh, because, you know, now he's injured. But I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to tell because I think he's going to be a good receiving threat, but um, I'm not sure if he's big enough to play, like, on all three downs as a tight end in the NFL. So it's going to be tough for him. I think he might – fall to maybe the sixth seventh round just because of the injury concerns but I still think he can be a decent NFL player if he just stays healthy and you know dominates in receiving I think that's got to be where he where he wins I think it's a dope um I honestly and I think the NFL is a the NFL looks at who else come out of the school and I think if Rambo Dalton King would have done anything in the NFL, it it boosts James Mitchell's stock. Yeah. The fact that James Dalton King had one season, might have got two targets, and it's looking like, I mean, does he even still play for the Patriots? I don't know. That hurt James Mitchell. Two, James Mitchell got hurt. Yep. So. And Dalton King was, what, a second-round, third-round pick? Third-round pick. He was like a reach at the time. Uh, well, yes. you know, a lot of people thought he was a reach. A, a lot of Hokie fans thought it was about where he should have gone. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, he hasn't had any, basically any production since he was drafted. Right. And then, and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help when the Patriots go and sign two tight ends the yeah. very next season. Like, okay, we fucked up at tight end. So we got to go get two real ones. Uh, shout out to Rambo. Come on, don't be afraid to say story. But uh, you kind of finesse, my boy. But. It kind of fucked up James Mitchell, too. I think even if James Mitchell played all season, unless he would have had an outstanding workout, I think his stock kind of got fucked. Yeah. And tight end there. tight end stock in general is not good. Like, you have to be basically Kyle Pitts to go in the first round. I mean, it's, like, it's not easy to get drafted as a tight end. I mean, Kittle and Kelsey were late-round picks. I know Kittle was a five. I think Kelsey was yes. a four or a five, too. But, I mean, you a lot of times you take tight ends and – you know, four, five, six, and and those are good tight ends that you're picking, guys with like high upside, not guys that are coming off of like injury concerns. So I think it's going to be tough for James Mitchell, but we'll see. I don't know how big. I don't. I've really taken a look at like the rest of the tight end class, so I can't really say like how deep it is. But if it's not very deep, then he might have a shot. Yeah, um, this tight end class is projected to be uh, not that deep, not that good. So. We shall we shall see. Jermaine Waller. We said the last pod, uh, folks had four or six swag. Um <laughs> he called it. Dog went out there and had a four, six, eight, and a four, seven, two. And he didn't do shit else. He didn't lift, he didn't do no other drills. Mm-hmm. Uh Jermaine Waller will be doing floors with me. Um I think I saw that. <laughs> Don't indeed. Uh, shout outs, bro. Um, shout outs. Shout outs. Um, he also got a very low grade, like an undrafted, undrafted grade, according to NFL.com. Um, I mean, we Jermaine Waller on a football field can play, but when you're fighting for your, you know, getting drafted life, you gotta, you gotta. First of all, you got to work out way better than that. And he didn't do none of the other shit. Right. And I don't know who's advising these people to go to the combine and not do nothing, but that's normally reserved for, I mean, shit, a Derek Stingley or like the best. If you are fighting for your like career, you should be doing everything. In my humble opinion. Um, Yeah, he ran slow, but shit, maybe in a three cone, he could have killed it. Maybe he could have. Did 20 reps on the bench press. I don't know. 
but you gotta impress somewhere not doing shit and just running poorly like you should have just not did nothing you should have just not came and just went to pro day and got you a a cooked up 4-4 because I, I don't know, bro. Yeah, four six is a DB. I mean, we talked about earlier. If you're if you're 180, 190, maybe low two hundreds, like you gotta yeah. run, you gotta basically run a four four because the, all these receivers are running four fours and like run a four six. I mean, basically a four seven. That's that's putting yourself in a bad spot. I mean, his grade was already teetering at like a five six seventh round. I mean, like you said, it's probably in the undrafted range right now. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, maybe robot, he can, robot maybe he can get make some sort of some sort of career that like. You know Brandon Faison had, but I don't know. I think it's gonna be tough for nah, him. He's man. gonna have to get on a field first. Be face, be faces twice his size. Right, he's got the size. <laughs> be face like I seen be face in real life in um Annapolis, and I thought it was a linebacker. I said, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, he's tall as shit. I mean, Jermaine he's Waller's a big motherfucker. Not very big, so. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Trey Turner real quick because he ran that – he ran he like, he like ran that 4-4, and it was super loud. Everybody was talking about it. But I think it officially came in as a 4-5-1. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's a, that is right. It's, it's officially a 4-5-1 in a 27-inch vertical jump. And so that's not really – that's not really – I mean, you compare that to Garrett Wilson, who has a 34-inch vertical, no, a 36-inch vertical. So you you guys are the same size, but he can jump out the gym almost. That's like dunking a basketball type shit. Yeah. Um, six one one eighty four with a twenty-seven vert and a four five one. I mean, hopefully, I and mean, we we're fans, we're praying for him. He can still be a late round, you know, a late round pick. Um, I can I can see him playing. Like, there's a role for him. There's a role for him in the jet. Obviously, he's capable of running the jet sweep, uh, being in motion, playing in the slot. Um, maybe maybe the Patriots take him. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely shown some ability to run after the catch. So maybe in a maybe in some sort of offense that gets the ball out quickly to receivers that can run, maybe you know maybe that can work for them. Um, right, and then and then and then there's pro day, there's still pro day where you can get your times better. Um, you know there'll be some home cooking on the books. Yep. You know, so we, we're praying. We're praying. Yeah. Uh, we Luke to Nuda. We want to see Trey flourish. Luke to Nuda. Uh, did not have a did not have a great workout, but he did come in six eight three nineteen with damn near thirty three inch uh, a wingspan. Uh, five four one in the forty. I mean, being that big, it's not it's not human to be running fast that fast when you, you everybody's not Jordan Davis and right. these motherfuckers. So Luke Tenuta, uh twenty six inch vert. Um. So that should let you know 104 inch broad jump. He's also going to be fighting for his professional life. Mm-hmm. Probably day three, probably not drafted at all. But uh he got the NFL size. Yeah, and it like I mean the, the 40 time doesn't really matter for for tackles. Maybe for guards that in an offense that swing a lot of guards, but for tackles, I mean tackles rarely get out in space. Trent Williams did it with the 49ers, but even that was like kind of an outlier. So I think he, I think he might be okay if he gets on a roster. I mean, NFL needs tackles, and he'll he might he's probably going to get a chance somewhere. We've seen worse right. players like Bobby Hart get a chance in the NFL, so like I'm sure he's going to get a chance at some point. Right? If you six foot eight and you playing tackle, shit, you gonna get on somewhere. Mm-hmm. You'll get on. You'll get picked up by somebody at one point in the season. Somebody's going to try it. So, Jay, just stay in shape. <laughs> be yeah. ready for the call. You got to be ready. Lasita Smith, who is uh, the highest ranked as far as uh, draft grade. Lasita Smith has the highest draft grade out of everybody. 
Um, he came in six foot three, three hundred and fourteen pounds. Uh, ran a five one eight, not too too bad. Twenty three reps on the bench press. He was the only one to lift, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. Like I don't understand why the other guys didn't lift. Um, I understood why Trey and maybe Jermaine didn't lift, but uh, it. Is it an indictment on the strength and conditioning program, these workout numbers to you? It's got to be, man. It's got to be something. Maybe they're not confident in their skills, but, like, come on now. Because the combine is, like, outside of the on-field shit, like, this is the, the other shit, the 40 lifting, the cone drills and stuff. This is shit you can do at your high school field. Yep. This, is shit, this is shit that you could have been doing. Like, some of these motherfuckers were opt-outs. Mm-hmm. and like shutdowns and shit like this is shit you could have been doing for two three months um you know without needing an agent to set it up like this is shit that you can you can like but motherfuckers like you and me can go lift weights yep. you know what i'm saying I go run a 40 yard dash like it's a football field close to everybody so all you need is like a friend you don't even need like another athlete you just need like another human around to help you with these things um yeah, yeah it's, it's just wild to me. crazy it, it seems like it seems like you know the players are just so concerned about their 40 times that that's the only thing that they're saving themselves for like i i think i heard on a on a podcast earlier this week somebody was talking about how uh they used to split up the workouts based on the day but now all the workouts are on the same day for each position group. So like you'll go in in the morning and like work out and, and, and do like the bench press. And then later that day you'll run your 40 and players are like, nah, I don't want to exert any energy till I run my 40. So they're like opting out now because of maybe the structure, but I still think that's wild. Like you got, if you're a fringe player, like you got to put everything you have on some sort of tape in my, put that shit out there, put it. I mean, put it out there. Yeah. Um. You still got your pro day. I say, but if you as when you're in front of the um, uh, you're in front of the whole league. Third. You're in front of the whole league. Like even if 32 gyms isn't present, all 32 teams are represented. Um. So, I would do my best at everything. And just and just let the chips fall because not doing it, I don't know. I guess if everybody's not doing it too, I guess it works. But yeah, I don't know. I know the running backs all decided to not do on field drills or something, but they all chose together to do it. So like nobody gets hurt. But if somebody goes out and undercuts everybody, it's kind of a bad look. Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a bad look. So, um, and then moving on to the last, the last Hokey, Amari Barno ran a four three six, which is the mm-hmm. fast, the fastest among defensive linemen and line and linebackers since two thousand three. Uh, mm-hmm. What What were your thoughts on him just like breaking this record at his size? You said earlier in this podcast that if you're above six two. 220 and you run fast like that's something to get excited about right right um i honest to god thought amari barno would run like four four i mean we all seen him play he plays fast yeah he does like like when you can get him like on a straight line he like he don't got the hips and the all that but straight line speed like we seen him close on like sam howell like in a snap mm-hmm. like we've seen the like we've seen it like lower body strength uh him running four three six at the combine i know pandemic 40 not no cookbook 40 um i ain't gonna lie it, it was it was something to see um that definitely boosted his draft stock for sure boosted the shit out his draft yeah. stock because i heard todd mcshay say out of his own mouth that he will be shocked if Amari Barno drops below the second round. That's wild to me. I remember I, I posted an article on the Patreon earlier, I think this month, and I said that I thought Amari Barno was going to be combined candy at the draft. And, like, fucking facts mm-hmm. that is. Like, he, his stock just went absolutely through the roof because of that 40. 
And like, it's honestly like it matters for, for, for an edge rusher to have that speed, like to be able to get around offensive tackles and like that burst is definitely needed. So definitely, definitely good for him, especially at, after like some of the stuff he said the past week, he definitely, uh, he already knew. Out. Yeah. He already knew. He, he already knew. <laughs> and, and, and Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay was talking about it on their podcast, first draft. And like I said, Todd McShay said the thing about the second round. And Mel Kuyper was like, hey, he was playing at Virginia Tech. Justin Fuente uh, was about to get fired. He's some, you know, he, hey, they're throwing it on Fuente. Yeah. They're, put, they're putting it on Fuente. Um, you put on the tape, he disappeared. But fuck, it's Fuente's fault. And I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro it's a dirty game out here if yeah. i'm amari barno you already threw the team under the bus you might as well throw fuente ass under the bus too yeah he's getting his bag Buggy. now <laughs> get your bag chief uh 37 inch vert like that's crazy crazy 37 inch vert Six five two forty six, and i don't think he was that big when he played for us i think he gained weight yeah, he definitely, he definitely did gain a little bit of weight throughout, especially throughout his whole career at Tech. I think he came into Tech at like around 220, but yeah, he definitely yeah. bulked up a decent amount. I mean, if he can get to like, if he can play in the NFL at 255 and like maintain that speed, he could, oh, yeah. he could have a pretty fucking solid career. Yeah, and we to- were saying, we were saying last week or oh, in, in, in Pod's past, like, just looking at Amari Barno was like he's gonna get drafted. You could just look at him, like mm-hmm. that's an NFL player. These other dudes, you know, body wise and athleticism wise, they're gonna have to work and max out all their skills. But Amari Barno, he gonna get drafted off yeah. just looking like a motherfucker. Like it, it be like that. And you were saying last podcast too that like if just if a team looks at him and they're like, hey, he doesn't have the finesse moves, but once we get him, like once he's in our system, like we'll we'll turn him up, like we'll give him what he needs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, I guarantee you, there's some D line yeah, coaches yeah. in the NFL that are like, yo, give me Barno, we'll turn him into a stud. It'll be Bar- shit, we all play Madden. If you get a, for all our Madden players, if you get a defensive end with ninety five speed, you don't give a fuck about none of them other ratings. You like shit me. <laughs> Bring them here. So yep. it ain't just GMs. Us Matt and GMs do the same shit. Yeah. Yep. They might even fuck around and try to play him in a different position, too. I mean, like, you just a player with that that big, with that speed, needs to be playing somewhere. Got to be playing. Got to be playing. So Amari Barno made himself mid. They say it's the most important four to five seconds of your life. And uh, Amari Barno just made himself a millionaire off mm-hmm. four Four seconds. <laughs> he made himself a millionaire. Yes, so sir. it's crazy because like like on a grand scale, like four seconds and five seconds, it's costing these dudes millions of dollars. Like like the slowest person here is who Luke Tanuda. He ran and he ran 40 yards in five seconds. And like he won't get drafted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like, the- the wild thing is, though, if you, you know when they they do on the they do like the the ghosts, like they show like a bunch of different players mm-hmm. running, and it's like they're all ghosts, and and it's clocking them at the same time to show you where they're at. Like they did that, and players would finish damn near by each other, but the times were so completely different. Like it's it's really not mm-hmm. that far off. Like a a four four to a four five, like it's it's not a big difference at all. But like we make such a big difference, we make such a big deal out of a four three versus a four five versus a four seven. All right. It's all it's it's literally two tenths of a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean football is a game of inches and I get that shit matters, mm-hmm. but like come on, man. A lot yeah. of it too is 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 are you a good player? Right. Right, right. Um I'm trying to think of like pure combine beasts that ended up could play in the NFL. Like uh, not the ones that could, but a lot of these motherfuckers could not play in the NFL, but like a combine hero, like Vernon Davis is like the person I think of the most. Yeah. He, cause he had, murdered like a the combine. he had like a wider, wide receiver performance. Yeah. Murdered the combine and then went on to be a good NFL player. Great. Like, yeah. great NFL. I'm a 49er fan. 
he had the drop seats because he was a body catcher, but like athletically, he was a monster. But if you threw the ball and he put his hands out there, he was not catching that bitch. Yep. He had to catch that shit with his chest. That shit used to infuriate me, but he was open, but he couldn't he couldn't really hand catch. So in terms of let's see here. In terms of like if we go back and I'm looking at like previous years, um, I mean Calvin Johnson ran a four three five and he had a hell of a yeah. career. That's I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw Calvin Johnson out because he was Calvin all- Johnson. He was all American. Yeah, he might have been all American. He had Reggie Ball throwing to him, but we knew he could play. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody that we didn't quite really know, and Combine put them on the map, and we was like, "Oh shit!" Would you and, would you count Chris Johnson? Yes, yeah. yes, I would. I would think Chris Johnson because I mean he's from yeah. East Carolina. Because we knew him as Hokie fans. We used to play East Carolina every year, and we played against him. But he wasn't, like, known, nationally known right. before that uh, that 40 and all that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, Dwight Freeney ran a sub-4-5, and he was an animal, but he was he was already good, too. So it's kind of hard to pick. I mean, the, the people on the list of, like, all-time combine performances really haven't panned out to be good NFL players, like Darius Hayward Bay. Um, Dominique Rodgers-Cromarty had a pretty good NFL career for a while. Yeah, DRC. The thing about Darius Hayward Bay is I remember that draft. That was 2009, and the number one receiver was supposed to be Mike Crabtree or Percy Harvin, whatever your preference was. Mm-hmm. And DHB ran like that four three. And oh, Oakland four, Raiders two, had five. four two five, and Oakland Raiders had the pick before us. I think they picked that seven. 49ers picked that nine, and they took DHB and Crabtree fell to us. That shit was crazy. Yeah. So you it, them forties can fuck you up, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at John Ross. John Ross would never have been a top ten pick if he didn't run a four two two. I mean, his career didn't pan at all. I mean, he total bust, but yes, he had the Bengals reaching hard, and that and yes. Mahomes was the pick after that. Yeah, the John Ross shit was crazy. Um, I don't even think I, wasn't it the John Ross year? Like, if you wore some Adidas cleats, they give you a million dollars, but he didn't wear the cleats or some shit. Yeah, I think so. Like, if you thought you could go and break Chris Johnson record, you had to wear, like, these Adidas cleats or something. But he didn't wear them or something. And people were saying, give him the money anyway. No, he ain't wear the cleats. <laughs> so, Should don't worry like that. He made himself the money. Running oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he made that money back. <laughs> he made the money back. Tenfold. He stole that money right back. He probably played, like, seven career games. Shout out to John Ross. <laughs> Is he still a Bengal? Where is he at? Oh, no, he's at the Giants. He's been with the Giants for like two years now. Damn. Yeah, he actually – he had a he had like a 70-yard touchdown this past year against okay. the Saints in, in like the regular season. He had like a stretch of like two games where he scored uh, back-to-back games. I just remember because like anytime John Ross does anything remotely interesting, it blows up on Bengals Twitter. So, but. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah, a big bust from him. But I mean, honestly, there is there really isn't a lot of like out like players that came from nothing, had a crazy ass combine, and then had a great NFL career. It's not a lot of I, them, to be honest. I got one. I got one. Dontari Poe from Memphis. Yeah, he had a great combine. I think he did like thirty some bench press reps. Forty four. Man, forty four. Oh shit! Let me give him all his props. <laughs> I remember Dontari Poe. He wasn't like. A main star had the crazy combat. I remember they would say, like, uh, he didn't really dominate Conference USA or whatever conference they play in. But he ended up being a nice player for the Chiefs. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say Dontari Poe, another one. Yeah. So uh, the combat can help. It can help some people. But uh, more so, like, if – and we all watch football – like, you can kind of see who fast already. You just want to see, like, okay, he looked about, he looked about four or three. He passed he my went, eye test. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just checking off boxes. Yep. For real. Yep. 
you can tell when you watch players. You you you'll see you'll see a play and you'll be like, okay, that motherfucker's actually fast. You just want right. You just want to know you weren't lying to yourself. Right, and you don't gotta watch some of these motherfuckers for 12, 13, 14 games to see. Um, I didn't have to watch Percy Harvin for a season to know he was fast. Like you yeah. can watch one game and be like, okay, that's about a four or three. Mm-hmm. Shout out Percy Harvin, a seven five seven legend out here. Out here, he was out was out in Virginia Beach beating niggas up. Like them Percy Harvin stories are legendary <laughs> if you from here. Oh, Percy Harvin was active in them streets, allegedly. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Where did he go to high school? I don't know. I'm not from over there. Oh. I'm not from that side of the water. I would get up here and then Virginia Beach Twitter will, you know, be on my ass. I want to say Lansdowne, but um, the um, thing about, I don't know. I'm going to find out. Virginia Beach is their own district. Uh, Virginia Beach play other Virginia Beach. Yeah, it was Lansdown. Lansdown. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to get it wrong and fuck up, but um, yeah, Virginia Beach is its own district. They play other Virginia Beach schools. Everybody else in the seven five seven, we playing each other and shit. Like Newport News and Hampton is a district, Peninsula District, and we play Gloucester and shit. So. Mm-hmm. But Virginia Beach is so big that it's his own district. So. Right. Shout outs to them. But before we get into the NFL madness, let's pay some bills. Athletic greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one at its top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals. Whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapted to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform for you to download and to use you can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, breakdowns, debates, reacting to breaking news. I'm pretty sure it's going to be NFL draft parties. It's draft season. Um, draft rooms going on. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store. You can follow people when rooms go live. Rooms are going live every day. So come in there with your spiciest takes. Speaking of breaking news and spicy takes, the NFL is back. Oh, it's back. They took like fucking two weeks off and these motherfuckers came back even hotter than ever. The NFL's ability to dominate the news cycle 12 months a year is impressive. Considering they only play five. (laughs) They like you. You play games from we'll say preseason starts in August, so they dominate the news all the way to February. Here it is, March. Uh, free agency hasn't even started yet. You got all this draft coverage in February, uh, combine early March, late February. Then you go into free agency and 
It's never a dull moment. Trades. Uh, The NFL is America's pastime. Um, As fucked up as that league is. Um, Hey, they're the Kings. I got to give them their props. Uh, NFL popping right now. Uh, Where do we start? Russ? (laughs) We start with the big fish. Russell Wilson to Denver Broncos. Uh, for no for Noah Fant, who's a decent tight end, Drew Locke, who hasn't panned out at quarterback, but he was a second round pick for the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken. Shelby Harris, a defensive lineman who's pretty solid. Two first round picks, two second round picks, and I want to say a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of like minded on a lot of shit, but do you think? The price was too steep or not enough, or what what's your thoughts on the price tag for Russell uh, Wilson? I think I mean a lot of people are saying the Seahawks won the trade, but I don't think so. I mean, whenever you get an elite quarterback, it doesn't matter how much you pay for him. I mean, how many how many first round picks did the Browns spend on quarterbacks that ended up being trash? Like if you can spend two to three first round picks for an elite quarterback, proven elite quarterback. Then, then fuck it, do it. And like, you look at the Broncos team. What else do they need? Like, what else? What else do they absolutely need right now? Like, just fuck it, just spend the spend the picks on a quarterback, and all of a sudden you're one of the top teams in the AFC. Like I was saying this past year, like if the if the Broncos could just get a quarterback, they would be an extremely good team. And they got weapons too. I mean, Cortland Sutton, we've seen him play well. We've seen Jerry Judy play well in college, not really play well in the NFL, but he hasn't had a quarterback yet. Uh, Tim Patrick's not bad either. So it's like you got those guys. You got Javante Williams in the backfield, who's pretty solid. Melvin Gordon. I mean, the AFC West is fucking loaded, and we haven't even began to talk about the Chargers yet. But I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a point where you shouldn't spend an amount, an amount of picks on an elite quarterback. Like if you can get them, get them. If you can, if the team that gets the quarterback, the elite quarterback wins Detroit. It was people that said that the Detroit Lions won the Matt Stafford trade last year this time. Yeah. And and now look at the Lions right now. They're sitting with the 32nd pick. They don't have they have fucking zero direction. A lot of Lions fans think they should have never even traded Stafford. So when you get the guy, the quarterback, the 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 elite Hall of Fame bound quarterback. It's still in his prime. I can't get if they got a washed up Russ. Uh, still in his prime, Russ. Yep. I you got to tip your hat to the Broncos front office because once John Elway stepped down, they stopped going for these tall, white, mediocre quarterbacks. Let's try to get the best quarterback, regardless of John Elway trying to find the next him to be the Broncos quarterback. <laughs> That's all that shit was. Like Peyton Manning was Hall of Fame bound. And then after that, John Elway lost his fucking mind at quarterback. Brock Osweiler, Drew Locke, uh, Paxton Lynch. Like, once John Elway stepped aside, okay, that's focus on the position for real instead of John Elway trying to find the next him. Because John Elway's a one-of-one quarterback. You don't, you're not going to find another one. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. No, oh yeah, Broncos. Broncos win the trade easily. Yeah, easily. Um, I don't even think this is a question. And it's not like this. It's not like the Seahawks now all of a sudden have like multiple first round picks this year. I mean, they still they only have one because they traded for Jamal Adams three years ago, and the Jets have their pick this year, so they only have one right. pick. Like it's not like they're stacked in the first round. They're gonna rebuild right now. Like they're not doing shit either. If you give up two first round picks for a safety. Then two first round picks and two second round picks for Russell Wilson is still it's stealing. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. And Russ is only like 33. I mean, he's still got we see yes. quarterbacks now playing in their 40s. Like he's got plenty of time. We saw Aaron Rodgers just sign a four-year deal, which we'll talk about in a second. And he's big like 38, money. Yes. 38 yes. signing a four-year deal. So yes. I mean, but this is the Broncos organization. Like, they they swing big for quarterbacks. They did it with Peyton Manning. They'll do it again here. And, yeah, I mean, shit, man, we might be seeing the Broncos in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, maybe. And then the AFC, I mean, well, but the AFC, you have to have a quarterback. 
to to function. Period. Uh, it's too it many good it function. It's even, too many elite quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, all of them are. <laughs> it's Everybody. Like, it's like almost every elite quarterbacks in the AFC, and then there's like three in the NFC. Even if, like, even if you don't have an elite quarterback in the AFC, you got a young quarterback you feel really, really good about. Yep. Like, even Jacksonville feel like Trevor Lawrence will one day be in the conversation, I hope. Yep. yep. Um. So, you can't fuck around in the AFC thinking, like, I know the Titans are looking at Tannehill real sideways today. Like, mm-hmm. bro, like. And I think they were in the conversation to trade for Rodgers, weren't they? Yes, they was there. They, they, they was sure they their name was brought up. They was they name. Like it's 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 business. So if you a Cleveland Browns fan, can you honest to God look at Baker Mayfield and say we got the quarterback that can stand up to these other quarterbacks you, you, with a straight face? You can't. Nope. You cannot. And the Browns had a Super Bowl roster for two, three years, yep. and squandered it fucking around with Baker. Yeah, and now we don't even know if Baker's gonna be in Cleveland after this next year. I mean, we do oh, know he ain't gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in a he's in a division with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Pittsburgh is about to re up and get somebody. Yeah, Pittsburgh's gonna be a, a Pittsburgh's gonna be a good team regardless. They're always a good team. And the AFC is so good at quarterback. Deshaun Watson is still. A, available he's still in the in the weeds and he's a top seven quarterback when he's playing yep yep it's uh it, it's tough man i mean you got josh allen patrick mahomes mar jackson uh justin herbert i mean shit even Derek carr had like a career year this past year yeah I mean, Derek carr was balling out at times it's like it's tough you gotta have your guy i think the colts kind of realized that too i think the colts were like they were sitting back and they were like, you know what? We got to ship Carson Wentz off because we're not doing shit with him. You know what I mean? Not doing a goddamn thing. So let's get into that. Carson Wentz goes to the Washington Commanders for a second, a third, and a conditional third. I guess that's if he plays enough snaps, don't get hurt. Yeah. Washington gets Carson Wentz and his $28 million and a second-round pick. Um. I don't get I'm, I I don't understand this one, but you take it away. You you give me your thoughts on this one. I'm I'm here in in I'm about to say Redskins country. It's no longer Redskins country, it's commander's country or whatever. And um I'm seeing these people talk themselves into it like they do every quarterback they get. And uh uh 2017, he was listen, 2017 was what five years ago. Um Gas was probably half the price it is today. It was a lot of shit that was different back then. Uh, what else was popping in 2017? I don't know the mannequin challenge and shit. Like, no nah, man, not, not pop smoke, smoke perp, <laughs> smoke perp, little pump. <laughs> Shout out to them. Like, yes, 2017 was a long time ago. Uh, they talking themselves into it. I seen somebody say local some local dc guy i lived in in the dc area for eight years and he was saying um 28 million dollars for a quarterback compared to some of these contracts is a pretty good deal a pretty good deal and i'm like bro what you was paying heineke like two yeah and you could get you could literally draft a quarterback this year that probably plays at the same level as carson wentz for a rookie contract yes $28 $28 million for a lower tier starter when you already had one is nasty business. Yep. That, like Heineke isn't like awful. I can't, like you can't put him on the field. I think Heineke is like an average starter, He's a, a below player. average starter. Yeah. You, you get marginally better with Carson Wentz, but not enough to do anything. Right. And cowboy players are jumping up for joy. Eagles Twitter is making jokes and memes. Even Giants Twitter was laughing at the shit. <laughs> so that lets you know right there, we're like where you at with Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. Carson Wentz could play at one point, but it's just it's over with. 
Yeah, I mean, that was kind of also a fluky year for the NFL in general. Like, a lot of players weren't playing well, and he kind of just stood out by playing above right. average. But he hasn't really right. – I mean, it was, I mean, if you if you think back to that year, I never remember a time where I remember Carson Wentz being an alien or being insane. Like, there was no – I don't remember Carson Wentz. I don't remember the MVP Carson Wentz. I just remember he won MVP. Uh, no, nah, he didn't win MVP. Um, he was going to win MVP. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm and then I'm week totally 13, tripping. week 13, he got hurt. He, I, in my opinion, I think he still should have won it. But Nick Foles took the team over. They got yeah. hot. They started popping. They won the Super Bowl. They built Nick Fa- Nick Foles a statue. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. It was never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I totally blanked on that, but um, he should have won an MVP, but he did not. I mean, if you get hurt, it kind of it kind of fucks your chances up. But yeah, but he got hurt so late in the season, they were set up. Yeah, like funny. if if Carson Wentz get hurt week eight, Nick Foles don't lead them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't think it happens, and that was a weird year for the for the playoffs too. Yes, it was, just, it was just it was an odd NFL season. So, I mean, it's just hard for me to even like have any sort of belief in Carson Wentz. I mean, especially after that Jags game this past year, like they had to play. Oh, all that was bad business. That was bad, man. That was they bad. had two must win games and lost them both. They lost to Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas Raiders. And then they lost to Jacksonville with the season on the line. They, I mean, they could have won either or and got in. They lost both. Mm-hmm. So. So shout out to shout out to the coach. So I don't even know who the coach. I think they got Sam Ellinger. So and they don't have a first round pick either because uh the Eagles, Carson Wentz. Yeah, the Eagles have their first <laughs> round. So I don't know what the fuck the yeah, Colts are trying to do. Like I don't know what the Colts. They are about doing. to call Philip Rivers or Andrew Luck from the couch. I don't know what <laughs> they. <laughs> They're gonna have to at this like, rate. And the Colts got a little bit of a squad too. Like they, they shouldn't be, re- they have a they shouldn't be rebuilding. They but that just roster. lets you know that AFC. Like if you don't got a quarterback over there, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. You see, over here in the NFC, you can have a Jimmy G and damn near get to the Super Bowl. But over there, shit, you got to have a Pat Mahomes that can score in thirteen seconds. Yeah. That's how crazy the NFL is. It is. It is. But the AFC is. Speaking of the AFC, though. The Chargers today got Khalil Mack in a trade. Yeah, man. Uh, arms race. Arms race. And they they did it from the defensive side, and now they mm-hmm. got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Is this the best? Is this the best edge rushing tandem that you can remember? Or do you think there's something um, that tops it? Well, I mean, we just had Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Would you consider it though? Because they're both. I mean, Donald is an interior. It's just strictly two edge. Oh, edge guys. Okay, I saw Von Miller and Demarcus Lawrence like in yep. 2015. That was kind of that was kind of crazy what they was doing over there. I'm gonna say them, but a hey, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That's nasty. That's nasty work right there. Yep. Yep. I mean, going back maybe a little bit farther, Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis had a couple years together, but I don't think Robert Mathis was to the level that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are at. So, I'm and this is from Tony Dungy himself. Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, I mean, they both played with Peyton Manning, so they had the lead all the time. So all they had to do was pin their ears back because teams had to pass to come back. Yeah. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, I think it's going to be it's gonna be wild. AFC West is going to be some crazy games all year. I feel like you got to feel bad for Raiders fans, though. <laughs> like their, right. team, their team just started to get kind of good. They made the playoffs. They were, looking, they were looking solid after a rough ride with Henry Ruggs and all that other bullshit. And then now you got to deal with Russ and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Like, there's no way they make the playoffs right. next year. Yeah, no, no way in hell. Um, no way, no, absolutely not. Unless Derek Derek Carr like 
ascends to God level, which I think he pretty much maxed out. Yes. Yep. They got the fourth best quarterback in their division. And yeah. and Derek Carr is be- is the best quarterback in some divisions. <laughs> Derek Carr would be the best quarterback in the AFC South as of right now. Who in the AFC South? You got T Law. You got nobody in Indianapolis. I don't know. Oh, you got Davis Mills. Yeah, he probably is. He probably is. <laughs> Shout out to Derek Carr, man. Shout out to Derek Carr. Um, Ryan Coogler, director of the Creed films and Black Panther. I think he played football at Colorado State. He played D1 football. Uh, was at the Bank of America, man. Almost got his ass knocked off by the police. Um the bank teller hit the panic button on his ass. Some somebody hit the panic button on his ass. They said, "Listen, this black man does not get that kind of money." Uh, somebody locked his ass up. Uh, police pulled their guns out, almost killed his ass. Everybody in this story is black. There's no racism. But uh, some yeah, man, shit. he's pulling what twelve thousand dollars from. 12 bands. They said you ain't got that kind of money, Chief. Hit the panic button <laughs> on his ass. It be like that. That's how I be when I go to the bank. I be like, man, let me get 30 grand. They be pulling the panic button on my ass. <laughs> I know, I know, Ryan Coogler, I know what you're going through, Chief. <laughs> I go through that shit every time I go to the bank. They be like, ain't no fucking way. It's funny as hell. That's some wild shit, though. He's the director of Black Panther, for those of you that don't know right Googler. right ryan Coogler. i think he he did fruitvale station he did creed fruitvale station a super underrated movie super he did, underrated he did the creed joints he did black panther and he can't even go to the bank and get out 12 bands we talk <laughs> and, and like like 12 bands ain't like a lot of money like in the grand scheme like they act like he asked for the bank they need to cut that shit out man yeah Bank of America be a, I honestly I don't think Bank of America had the money. Like Bank of America is like a poverty bank. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of banks, my question to you: do, Would you prefer? Do you prefer using a credit union or a bank? Absolute credit union. That is fast. I'm a member credit of a credit union. union. Bank of America is a fucking ill. Anybody fucking with Bank of America is crazy. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I've been. A, I've been on a credit union my whole life. I don't think I'm me ever too. Switch. Me too. I've been credit unioned up my whole life. Um, I'm not fucking with no bank of nothing. Bank of America is a whole ill. Yeah, banks have higher. They they charge you for shit like transfer fees and all different types of shit. And the nice thing about a credit union is like credit unions are usually local, so you're like you're giving back. Like those money circulates within your own community. So it's like, whereas like banks, like big, big corporate banks will take your money and invest it on basically Wall Street. So it's going nationally rather than hey. locally. And then they don't even got your bread. They yeah. don't be having they don't, And I bet you Ryan Coogler, like during all of that, they probably was trying to hit him with overdraft fees. Like <laughs> she was hitting the panic button and pushing the over, overdraft fee button on his they ass at the same time. Charging them, charging them. Charging them for him <laughs> trying to get his fucking money. Listen, man, Bank of America is an ill. Ryan Coogler is about to own a piece of Bank of America after he get done suing their ass. And uh yeah, man, shout out to bro, man. Mm-hmm. Black people, like, like you can't like black people, don't be pushing the panic button on our own, man. We got money too, man. Come on, man. That's crazy. That is crazy. Before we get up out of here, today is March the 10th. I will be 35 years old on tomorrow. By the time y'all listen to this, March 11th, it will be my birthday. I will be 35 years old. I am officially in my mid-30s. So, How you feeling? I feel good, man. I feel spry. I feel uh, youthful. I have a youthful spirit. I refuse to be one of these motherfuckers that's old and hating on everything and mad at the world. No, I'm... I'm a young, I'm, I have a young spirit. Um, I have a lot more life to live. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. 
Motherfucker going to eat some crab and shit. To, man, well, I was about to say tonight, we eating crab and seafood. Mom, give me a nice seafood bowl, popping off, uh, spending time with my friends, my family. I'm an extremely blessed individual. Um, this year, last year, this time last year, I was still up north by myself. Um, but now I'm back surrounded by my family and friends. Uh, it's been a blessing. My life has been such a blessing. 35 years, I got a lot of experience. And I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. But uh, that's why I'm always uh, able to break down a lot of these situations. Because I just lived a lot of life. I've seen a lot of shit. Um, I've seen, been through a lot of scenarios that get played out on social media. And uh, it'd be shit that I'd have been through five, six, 20 times. So, um, yes, sir. always got the knowledge, always got the knowledge. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's part of being older. I got gray hairs. <laughs> I got gray hairs. Hairline still intact. Listen, to all y'all motherfuckers out here, 26 years old, 27 years old, and your hairline hanging on for dear life, let it go, my boy. It was destiny. You was going to be a bald head nigga, man. It'd be like that. Everybody can't be like me, 35 years old with a head full of flowing locks beautiful hair like er, this everybody can't beat me uh you know some of y'all just you know some niggas they're just destined to look like greg Oden. you know <laughs> old face niggas like that's them man that'll never be me because i got a youthful vibe and i'm full of positive energy yes sir. black don't crack unless you smoke that shit remember that till next week on davy fridays god bless <laughs>